I think another thing we should address about the you know the the sport the, the sportsmanship in cricket is um uh, sledging, um which is a, a, bizarrely a great tradition of cricket, which is uh, abusing the opposite team in an attempt to put them off. Um, I have a story about this. Which, so there's a very famous English cricketer called Phil Tufnell, who is sort of renowned for being a personality more than he's renowned for being a cricketer. Uh, was telling some story about how like his most hated people of all time are the Australian cricket team of the early nineties because they just used to like brutally sledge the England team all the time. And he said that one time he was he's a bowler, but he's going out to bat. So he's like low down the bang order somewhere they're losing. And then one of the Australian fielders yelled at him, Oi Thomas, yell lend us your brain, I'm building an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a good one. Yeah. But they the Australians take that to an in, entirely unheard of level um so they they invented a, a, a thing which was known as mental disintegration that they, could, <laughs> yeah, so that they would actually be you know so i guess sort of doing their research on people so they could stand around them talking about you know marital breakups you know <laughs> problems problems with the inland revenue i don't know like, stuff like that. um and apparently i think i think i'm right in saying that some australians because that we had someone on our team who was fat and they they tranquilized. He was the lunch guy. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and they and they tranquilized a pig, and and wrote his name on the pig and carried the pig into the ground, smuggled it in in a in a ice box, uh, <laughs> make so the stewards thought it was their lunch, and then and then woke the pig up and sent it running onto the outfield. So like, <laughs> which is just like yeah. So the, the the sledging on the part of the players is a is it is a it's a weird thing. Um, because there's and there's different there's different gradations of it. So mm. so good sledging is generally something that everyone finds funny, you know. Yeah. Some some thing that, whereas there have also been times where they are just straight up calling each other fuckwits or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um yeah, it's a weird weird part of the game. But it's, I mean it, it harkens back to that whole thing about it being a cerebral game. So yeah. so mm. so Shane Warne famously used to kind of just say he, he was brilliant at the subtle thing of mm. I just I, he'd sort of you know sort of stand next to the batsman and say I just I really think you could smash one for six here you really could and just kind of mm. wander off and the next thing you know the batsman would take a huge swipe at one and like be bowled all over the place and that was mm. the end of him and so he, you know so it's like yeah the the great exponents of the art are not the ones like yelling and people's <laughs> the manager like head in hands like don't take <laughs> advice from the opposite team it's very, it's, it. it's very funny because there is obviously a proud tradition in American sports of people trash talking each other, the opposite team, you know, psyching people out, playing mind games, that kind of stuff. Just genuinely fights happen, people getting, especially in baseball, if like a pitcher, you know, tags a batter or something like that, that kind of thing happens. But another thing that I don't think you see as often, correct me if I'm wrong here, in European sports, particularly in British sports, is the interaction of the fans. Now, I know that obviously like there's issues with racist abuse. There's the, what is it? Who was the, the, the footballer? I believe the Spanish footballer who just karate kicked a dude in the stands one time. Oh, you're thinking of Eric Cantona, yeah, the French yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, but like, that was quite something. That, yeah, like exactly. two-footed <laughs> yeah, kick. No, yeah, it was wild. But, uh, but stuff like people, like the, the P- Philadelphia Phillies and Chicago White Sox fans are notorious for stuff like throwing batteries at the opposite team's players and stuff like that. Like just getting insane, really, really violent things happening. Uh, famously, the Chicago White Sox did a 
promotion where it was like to get people to come to a regular season game. They're like, bring your favorite disco records and we'll destroy them. This was in the 70s. And they, they, they were like, oh, by the way, beer will be five cents a cup or something like that. It was super cheap. And people just showed up. And then when they, they detonated a bomb in the middle of the field to blow up the disco records, people just went insane and fucking destroyed the stands and completely got out of control. That's... There's a sort of like controlled riot aspect to American sports. Up disco records. Yeah, it's called shards of vinyl. It's, it's, it's called it's crowd. called yeah, d- disco demolition night mm-hmm. at what was then called Comiskey Park. Uh, yeah, it, one, considered one of the worst moments in American sports. Just like the worst promotion disasters. Right, the right, other right. one, if I'm not mistaken, was the Cleveland Indians had a five cent beer night, and that ended very very badly as you can imagine because yeah oh, good lord yeah. Uh, but that the, like the fans being insane and i don't know if there's a similar level of fan intensity because how does that manifest with like the, the army army a sport that's just so fucking british like to me i just can't like, so so what happens the thing the thing with that in a in a test match is bear in mind you are there from uh 11 a.m through to maybe 7 p.m sitting there watching this thing in a place where you've brought a load of booze, probably, and you can also buy a load of booze. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is that the crowd will become almost like a single person who begins his day, like, civilized, drinking tea, reading the newspaper. By 7 p.m., you will see things that you just could... I've once seen a man, like, slumped at the bottom of the stand, just vomiting, like, a river of red wine. I just, I, I just like, <laughs> seeing it to my memory. Drinking red just, wine at a sports like, match is such a powerful sit, energy. Like, just, 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 like, an actual lake of red wine forming around him as people, like, frantically tried to run past before the, the way out was blocked by just vomit. Um, you know, just, <laughs> and, and just, and just, you know, just general rowdiness, just the, you know, the chanting, the shouting, you know, it will be absolute carnage by the end of the day. Um, so it's a different form of hooliganism. It's a much more cultured, yeah. considered form. And it's just, well, also over the longer duration, because the thought crossed my mind. I remember we were at, uh, at Lahore Kebab House and there was a match going on. It was some long match, some, some, some event, international event for cricket, but it was being held in Guyana. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is a really long game. And having been close to Guyana in my former job, it's hotter than fuck. I can only imagine if you were like, I'm going to watch a game that's going to last five days in this weather. Like mm. that must be an intense kind of fandom because like, quite frankly, I mean, you can hold an umbrella or sit in the shape. The sun's going to move and it's still going to, the ambient temperature is still going to be very, very hot. Money, the umbrella for a different reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it feels as though like that's going to attract a different kind of fan and a different kind of fandom. Well, different, I mean, there's different country to country as well, right? So the, you know, I, I think in the subcontinent, uh, you know, you will see fans who are probably quite like that. You know, they'll kind of be covered in body paint with the flag. They'll be, you know, banging drums. They'll just be a, the the sort of the baseline will be. Um, I mean, this is this is like a classic kind of uh, metaphor for Britishness, isn't it? Like the, you know, that the, they'll be quite overt about their passion. The fans in like India, Pakistan, in Australia, they'll probably be rowdy. Um, yeah, they'll be in, wearing in, like matching whereas, speedos whereas or something. In, whereas in England, it will be you know decorum, civilized, but with an undercurrent of you know uh, violence and um, loutishness that just needs the drink to kick in. You know, it's like yeah, it's a time delay. <laughs> yeah, Brits become Australian with alcohol yeah. over time. Yeah. <laughs> 
the Australians have simply like they've crystallized it. They're like they're like a v, a V two British person. Yeah, it's funny though because I think some of those stereotypes with Australia are like they're kind they kind of play up to them in that the great Australian players of mm. yore were quite fearsome people. They were these big burly men with moustaches and they'd drink 37 cans of 4X on a flight and boast about it. And sometimes when I talk to like my Aussie friends about like, like they kind of like wrinkle their noses up and just like they're fairly at pains to kind of point that Australia now is, you know, a civilized country where people have, you know, civilized jobs in 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 offices and you know it's not just people like in the outbacks fighting alligators and um mm, yeah. and, and th- there was a slight cultural thing over the last but one australian captain i think because of the, the fans there was a, a split because some of the fans felt this guy was like oh he's quite like metrosexual and that's not what we want our figure to be we want a, a big mm. hairy bloke you know um Come on, mate. It's cricket, not fucking ballet. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? This guy's clearly showered, right? What the fuck is that? I forget what the Freud was. I think it was because he had an earring and his wife was a model. It was all, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you should have an ugly wife. That's the, yeah. That is the The name's line. not even <laughs> Sheila. Yeah. What, are you, what are you fucking um, an attractive woman for? You might as well be gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean... It- as is, is, is a, is a funny aside, yeah, I do. I, I having met Australians both from rural Queensland and also from like the big cities. You can tell there is a big split of sort of people mm-hmm. who are like, no, we're 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 like a Scandinavian country in the yeah, southern yeah, hemisphere exactly. versus the guy who's like, oh, I stuck a bear in me asshole. <laughs> <laughs> There's an amazing video that you can find online from an Australian Test cricket match of the now, uh, you know, peace, peace be upon him, deceased former Australian Prime Minister Bob Hawke, uh, who famously at one time held the world record for the fastest downing of a yard of ale. And he's at some test match in like Sydney or Melbourne or somewhere. And he's like walking past a crowd of like Aussie guys in the fucking hats with the corks and whatever. And then like, he's like in like the VIP area and they're on the other side of the fence, but it's just like a low like picket fence. And they're like, Hawkey, Hawkey. <laughs> and then he's like waving at them. This man is like 80 years yeah, old. Right? Yeah. And they hand him a VB and he just downs the entire <laughs> thing. And I'm like, that is the nation of Australia in microcosm. <laughs> Imagine just like fucking Tony Ben or someone and you, at Lords and you're just handing him a beer, just Theresa like chopping May. it and crushing the can on his. 